And welcome to another episode of Sam Says, a podcast brought to you by the Illinois Association of Medicaid Health Plans, or I'm HIP for short. I'm DeRondel Beverly with the Gemini Group, and I am joined, as always, by the Sam in Sam Says, the Executive Director of the organization, Samantha Olds Fry. Sam, how are you today? I'm great. How are you, DeRondel? I am doing well at this point. We are now looking at the tail end of the summer, and what is on your plate? What are you looking for that? So we've got a few more weeks before Lincoln goes back to school, so we're just trying to scratch off those last few items on the summer bucket list, hoping to go on a water taxi this weekend at his request. Fantastic. Uh, you know that I am an avid golfer, and end of summer means college football starts, which means golf courses empty. So I am looking forward to having the golf courses to myself as we end the summer. I'm very, very excited about that. We are in the midst of a multiple part series about value-based care, and we are interviewing different folks who give different perspectives on, uh, on that particular subject. And we are joined by a very special guest uh, via conference call. Uh, we have Dr. Stephen Shia who is the Chief Medical Officer of J&B Medical, joining us today. Dr. Shia, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. We appreciate uh, you taking the time, so we will jump right into it. Uh, give us a sense uh, about J&B Medical and the size of the organization and perhaps the reach of the services and products that you provide. Well, J&B currently has customers in 48 states and 28 countries around the world. Uh, most people know us as one of the largest third-party billers of consumable medical products to the homes of the United States. We're one of the largest, if not the largest, in that area in the United States. And there's not a zip code in the United States that we have not delivered products for private services to patients yet. So hopefully that gives you a little indication. That does. That's, that's fantastic. Let's go a little bit deeper now. Give us a, a sense on the background on the services and products that your organization provides. Well, first, by introduction, I'm a family practice physician by trade. I've done about 100 deliveries of babies in my career. <laughs> my family owns a company called J&B. My mother owns 51%. My father owns 49%. We say my mother's boss at home and at work, and she reminds me of that fact as, <laughs> as late as uh, this morning. But we have 17 different business enterprises. We run the gamut from medical distribution, where we sell over 1 million items from 953 manufacturers, anything that goes in a hospital, pharmacy, uh, physician's office, supply equipment, pharmaceutical. We have specialty distribution businesses like EMS, veterinary. Most people know us as one of the largest third-party billers of consumable medical products to the homes in the United States, and that's relevant to our friends at the Illinois Health Plan Association. Uh, we ship to over 1 million patients, uh, diabetic supplies, wound care, ostomy, insulin pumps, continuous glucose monitors, and that's on an, uh, quite a trajectory. We also take care of 1 million mothers and children today that never had access to health care using telemedicine and an innovative business model. Uh, again, we're in 48 states. We're in 28 countries around the world. It is very much a family business. I do get fired fairly regularly. But unfortunately, I have three grandchildren for my parents. So okay. that's J&B. Right. Yeah, and Dr. Shia, you guys have done just so much at J&B and a space where 
I believe is, is so critical, especially when we talk about transforming healthcare and really bringing value-based um, care into the Medicaid program, into the Illinois Medicaid program, that is telehealth. Now, we talk about telehealth all the time, um, uh, both on the podcast, but then also just sort of in our day-to-day life. But what I think people sort of forget is it really is this umbrella term. So I'm going to kick it to you and for you and for J&B Medical, what is telehealth? What are the services you're providing? And who are the members that you are impacting? So whether it's telemedicine, telehealth, video conferencing, mobile apps, sensors, we are all going to be in a connected health environment moving forward. That's the way we look at it from a very macro. We, we believe that... At you know, there's been a tremendous transformation in healthcare. It's gone from patients uh, to members. Now it's consumers. People want access. They want convenience. And so there's a lot of different iterations of healthcare. But to us, it's a, a way of delivering care in this connected health environment. And we have a lot of different, I'll say, swim lanes in that. One, of course, is remote patient monitoring, high-risk, high-costing, chronic disease-type patients. That has been one area that has been really flourishing. We have virtual second opinion. It's been another area that's been flourishing. We have a consumer model, which is the doctor on demand, which is kind of what a lot of people think about with telemedicine, telehealth. So there's a lot of different kind of iterations of it. Um, We believe that regardless of, you know, Regardless of what technology is out there, really this more consumer-centric environment, people are going to want to leverage these type of technologies, these type of innovations. By 2026, we're going to have more people over the age of 65 than under 21, and the caregivers are very technology-savvy, and we believe that this is going to play an increasing role in this you know, in this delivery of care. One last thing I will share, last year there were 60 million virtual visits. By 2020, there will be 1 billion virtual visits. So it really is, there's really on an incredible, uh, incredible growth trajectory. And I think more and more people are becoming very accepting of leveraging technology um, as a way to receive and or deliver care. Absolutely, and those statistics are really sort of jaw-dropping when you recognize how quickly telehealth and technology are really um, changing the landscape of healthcare. You talked about a lot of those swim lanes, as you call them, in the telehealth space. Can you talk a little bit about, bring that down to a more granular level? What does that mean for Medicaid members? What does that mean for the residents of Illinois um, to have access to healthcare? So uh, a high-risk, high-costing patient, a diabetic patient, can receive uh, remote patient monitoring. Um, So for a lot of people, they have various socioeconomic challenges with transportation, with other challenges. So right now, the way the law is written in Illinois the originating site, if it comes from some sort of healthcare provider or hospital, they can provide care to these high-risk, high-costing patients and leverage technology to fill in some of these gaps in the continuum of care. 
We believe as the new laws and regulations are evolving that there's going to be a lot more flexibility on where care is originated and it'll be a little less restrictive than it is today. One of the challenges is every state has different rules and different guidelines for a lot of these uh, type of technologies. But we believe with the high-risk, high-costing folks, um, there are tremendous opportunities. Another opportunity in Illinois could be a program that we are running in Michigan where we do maternal fetal medicine consultations in very remote rural areas of Michigan. So it is very hard to find specialists in certain parts uh, of big states like Illinois and Michigan. What we're able to do through a local hospital system is provide maternal fetal medicine consultations to very remote rural areas and that has been tremendously successful in, um, in keeping patients, um, with, you know, being able to provide care to patients in very remote rural areas. So a real-life statistic, 90 out of 100 patients in, in Michigan that would be high-risk. So a diabetic mother would, um, can be considered high-risk. And in the kind of old paradigm, 90 out of 100 would get transferred to a critical access hospital. A lot of them have um, uh, their single moms. They have socioeconomic challenges, so it's not easy being away from home. Um, in the new model, if you could do a virtual um, virtual second opinion maternal fetal medicine consultation, you would not have to transfer as many of those patients. In the Michigan model, under 20 out of 100 are actually having to be transferred, these, uh, these kind of high-risk mothers, if they could talk to a specialist. So we see a lot of these gaps in the continuum of care, uh, care with their create opportunities for the members in the state of Illinois to, to have greater access to care, particularly around specialists uh, and other uh, resources. And absolutely, what I love there, and sort of what is a theme about that we've been having on the on this podcast is that the goal of value-based care, the goal of leveraging technology, is to make sure that providers can meet the needs of patients. That we're taking healthcare out of sort of the four walls of of the institutions that we sort of have historically thought of where healthcare occurs and bringing it into the communities and meeting members where they are. And, and as a mom, the idea of leaving home, uh, of trying to find childcare, trying to juggle everything that's going on during a high stress scenario, um, incredibly challenging. And so the fact that you guys can leverage technology to stabilize that mom um, where she is to decrease the stress of that transfer, of that juggle that happens every day um, for these women it is really life-changing. And, and then not only that, not only are you making that person's life easier, life better, but then you're decreasing um, sort of the, the resources that are necessary um, from a financial standpoint in the state as well and really ensuring efficient and effective utilization of resources. And so it's really... Um, a huge benefit for the state and then a huge benefit for the members that you're impacting. Absolutely, absolutely. Look, it, the, people have been talking about telemedicine for a long time. We really believe we're at the tipping point. And like I mentioned, the, the amount of virtual visits is just going to grow exponentially. More and more people are comfortable um, as, as the incentives start to align with these new technologies and these new innovations, we believe that it's going to create greater and greater adoption and um, really help, you know, better measure, manage, and optimize uh, 
the care of patients in this increasingly complicated healthcare world. And so, and to that point, one of the things, uh, and, and we appreciate you sharing your perspective and, and what your company's doing, can you give us a sense of, and one of the things Sam and I are very interested in is, as we talk to people about uh, various issues related to Medicaid, can you give us a sense on how your organization, either through your own channels or perhaps through partners, what your education and or engagement protocols or processes look like? Well, there's, you know, it's all about the education, right? The, the better educated patients are, the better that their outcomes are going to be. I think we all know that health literacy plays a big role in outcomes. So we have a lot of different examples of that. One, one of the best examples is we put our telemedicine solution in churches, in Watts in Los Angeles, so in Salvation Army. So 40% of the population does not see a primary care physician in 12 months. 17% of the population doesn't see any healthcare professional, but they'll go to their church, their place of worship, their place of community, and we put our telemedicine solution there, and in that model, National University, group of nurses are providing virtual you know, basic care, check blood pressure, blood sugar, weight, those type of basic things, and providing education to these patients. And it is amazing how much it's been able to move the needle. And I think that's one of the biggest advantages as we, act, what we say is we digitally activate these patients. There's a lot of patients that are off the grid. And as we digitally activate these patients, it's going to provide opportunities for education. Um, one of our monikers here at JMB is relentless positive action. And, and that really means, you know, continually continually serve the patients as, as servant leaders and also help continually educate the patients because at the end of the day, um, education, health literacy is going to play a big role in the ultimate outcomes of the patients, uh, cost, quality of life, just everything across the board. Fantastic. As we wrap up, I'm going to put you on the spot. What uh, the different things that we've talked about so far, what is one thing that really excites you in terms of you know, possibility or opportunity in the future of this space and as your organization continues to grow? Well, it's, it's not the gifted gadgets. It's not the gifted gizmos that are going to move the needle. It's the data and information along with the back-end care coordination that we believe passionately is going to move the needle. So the future of healthcare is not tech, T-E-C-H, we believe it's tech, T-E-C-C, technology-enabled care coordination. So the more we educate the patients, the more that the key stakeholders have access to the relevant data, the more we believe that we can move the needle. And it's never been more exciting to be in healthcare. And we truly believe those folks that really embrace this kind of tsunami that's coming in um, are really the ones that are going to uh, really succeed. And uh, so we, we want to ride the wave, so to speak. Fantastic. Before we let you go, uh, anything coming up at uh, J&B Medical in terms of events or products or, or projects that uh, our listeners or partners should be aware of? We believe our project that we're running in Pakistan, we believe that we can take care of over 100 million patients globally. By 2021, there'll be over 7 billion people connected via global Wi-Fi, and we think that that's going to create tremendous opportunities to provide access to care. Healthcare is a right. It's not a privilege. 
And as our world is getting more and more connected, we truly believe that it's going to provide us many, many opportunities uh, to provide care globally. And, and look, we've done more to move the needle. We've done more to build bridges, providing people a little dignity, a little hope um, than anything you can possibly imagine. So it's truly an honor to be on this journey, and it's something we're really excited about, and hopefully we can make a difference. All right, fantastic. We're going to leave it there. We have been joined today in the I'm Hip Studios by with Dr. Stephen Shia, the Chief Medical Officer of JNB Medical. Sir, we appreciate you taking the time to uh, to join us today. Many blessings, Sam. Before we close, any final thoughts? Yeah, I, I just want to reiterate um, our gratefulness for Dr. Shia for his vision, um, his engagement. You know, Dr. Shai has been engaged in Illinois Medicaid managed care for several years, really trying to make sure that members get what they need, um, the services they need in an effective and efficient manner. Um, he really is a wonderful leader in the healthcare space, and I'm incredibly excited about his future projects. Uh, based on what we've heard today. Thank you, Sam. Based on what we've heard today, a lot of people should be excited. So, uh, Dr. Shai, again, thank you for your time. And as always, listeners, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Sam Says. For Sam and the team at I'm Hip, again, I'm DeRondel Beverly from the Gemini Group. If you like what you've heard, please share this on the social media networks where you can find us, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can also follow this podcast on Podbean. And as always, you can find us at I'mHip.net. We appreciate you tuning in, and we'll be back very soon. Thank you.